I'm Liz Spencer and welcome to Business Connection, introducing you to the names and faces of Naperville area entrepreneurs and business owners. Today we welcome Dukan and Lapaka to the show as well as Kofa International, but stay tuned for Covenant Classical School, all here on Business Connection. Welcome to Business Connection. I'm Liz Spencer. We have an old friend in studio today. It's Tom Stoner. He's head of school at Covenant Classical School. Welcome, Tom. Thanks, Liz. Good to be here. Good to see you again. Good to see you. Tell me a little bit about Covenant. Yeah. Well, Liz, we are constantly talking to parents who mm -hmm. are concerned about the direction of their child's education. And those concerns may vary from, you know, level of academic challenge to environmental uh, challenges mm -hmm. and, um, um, and so we pre we provide at Covenant um, a bold alternative. It's very distinctive alternative of this classical Christian model for students in kindergarten through eighth grade. And so we talk to parents, and um, and so that's what we do. So when you say uh, uh, this classical model, Christian model, what does that mean? Yeah, yeah, classical schooling is the way that schooling used to be up until about a hundred years ago where with a focus on teaching kids how to read widely great literature how to think deeply making connections between subjects and how to write well we teach latin we teach a phonics based approach to reading we teach grammar and spelling and cursive writing and all the way education used to be and it really works. Well, you know, I've had the privilege of visiting your school and I've really enjoyed it. That doesn't mean that your school doesn't embrace technology and use all those things that are cool because I've seen kids doing amazing things yeah. with things that are so cool. No, that's, you know, that's a great question and it's, it's true. It's, it's what and how we do it. You mm -hmm. know, technology can sometimes be a situation where, especially in education, where the tail can wag the dog. Uh, Technology is a part of our lives, and we use it uh, to implement our classical program. But we don't put devices in kids' hands early on because devices aren't going to teach them how to read widely and to think deeply and to write well. So we have different goals for them early on. But as they get older, of course, it becomes a bit more of the program and a tool for research as they're learning how to write really good essays and papers and things like that. That's awesome. So last spring and right now we're currently in this pandemic. How, how did how did your school yeah. react to it? What happened last spring? Impacted everybody, didn't mm -hmm. it? It's just uh, every school. Well, of course, it came up like a tidal wave so quick. We took our entire classical and Christian school program online. We had to, everybody. Mm -hmm. We used a program called Microsoft Team, Teams for Education. It was a powerful program, centralized, and it brought everything together. And all of our grades, from kindergarten through grade eight, their teachers were teaching live classes every day, students meeting with teachers online, centralized platform. And our parents were thrilled with the job that our teachers were able to do while taking our program in this unusual context. Nobody wants to do it. It's not the same as in person. We all know that. But our teachers rose to the occasion and did a remarkable, and our students and our parents rose to the occasion. Of course, a, bur a burden went on them. 
and it was really, really a, a good spring. We got through very strong. That's awesome. It challenged everyone. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you hear more stories about students' success and enjoyment with live teaching rather than yeah. a PowerPoint yeah. or an assignment. So good for you. What are your plans as we are in looking at the fall? Yeah. Well, we've had a task force that's been working since May, meeting weekly, mm -hmm. to go through the data, through, through recommendations, go through all the recommendations from the government and local authorities and everything. We're opening five days full-time education with the students on campus. We're bringing our kids back for what we call joyful learning in the classroom. And we've got a plan. It's available at our website, 30-page plan, for how we're going to do so safely. This is an important time. We have to be taking all the necessary precautions for social distancing, for face masks, for cleaning measures, for ways that we can do it safely. But we're bringing all of our students in kindergarten through eighth grade back full time, uh, five days of in-class instruction. Why do you think it's so important that it's in 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 person instruction yeah you know it's the engagement of the students and education is so formative it's the relationship between the teacher and the students and the students with other students and that is really hard to replicate online um, uh, that relationship and that interaction that is so formative and that engagement well, I, I totally agree that there's lots of um, wisdom out there that that education comes from teachers and it's that relationship yeah. building more so than the topic matter. A good yeah. teachers should be able to teach anything, really. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's um, yeah. Uh, there's something special about teachers, the impact that they have in the lives of students, and it happens in the classroom. And the ones that impact us the most do it in the area of their subject. A great teacher makes you love whatever it might be, uh, math or history or geography, because, and that's what's special about Covenant and its teachers and its programs. The kids find the education so engaging and find joy in learning real content about the world in which they live. Well, I've had the privilege of visiting, and I did see the joy, and yeah. I did see, you know, teachers interacting, and I think my, my crew and I were like, huh, well, we could have sit down in this fifth grade classroom yeah. And, yeah. and learn something and enjoy it, and, yeah, you know, we're, we're slightly over, older than fifth graders, <laughs> just slightly, so I think that's the power of teachers, and I think it's the power, power of the Covenant School and the classical education. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything else you want parents to know as they're thinking? I'm sure right now in the models we are, the parents are looking at everything. Yeah, we're talking with a lot of parents now because they've got so many decisions to make. It's such a challenging time, and we'll get through it. We'll get through it together, the, uh, all of us in Naperville and, and beyond working together to get through what is really an unprecedented and unusual time. But I would tell parents, if you're... Uh, uh, disappointed or find yourself uh, concerned about the direction of your child's education, this might be a good time to look at an alternative. And our classical Christian model in our community, we call it a community of grace, is a really distinctive alternative. And this might be a good time to come visit us and to check it out. Look at our website, covenantclassicalschool.org, and then come visit us and talk more about your situation and explore what we might uh, have to offer. And we're talking to a lot of families, so now's a great time. Small class sizes make it possible for us to bring the kids back this fall. We're going to have 
student si class sizes of 8 to 14 students in each grade, kindergarten through 8th grade. So it makes it possible for us to do so safely. So I really encourage the call. That's right. Well, and the call is important because once somebody comes yeah. and visits yeah. and chats with you, yeah, yeah. that's that's where I think the magic happens yeah. there, Tom. Thanks so much for taking time out of the busy yeah, day. Yeah, it's and great to see you again. It's good to see you. Always appreciate it. Thank yeah. you for what you do. You, you are providing a wonderful service. Well, you as well. We appreciate uh, NCTV 17 so much. Well, thank you so much. We're going to be right back with more Business Connections. Stay tuned. Welcome to Business Connection. I'm Liz Spencer. We have terrific guests in studio. I have Leo Misdom and Hugh Elliott of Dugan and Lapaca. They're both principals. They're both here to share some really great knowledge with us. So, gentlemen, it's been a really interesting time in the middle of something very unprecedented. How have you heard from your, your clients? How have they been handling this, this particular? You know, I'll, I'll start and then maybe Leo can fill in. Uh, and I'll, I'll take the nonprofit side. So uh, we serve over 100 nonprofits throughout the Chicagoland area. And uh, generally, our nonprofits are struggling. You know, they typically have June 30 year end. So we're seeing right now as we're doing their audits, the results of what the pandemic uh, has, has uh, given them. And generally, we're seeing reduced program program revenue because they're not able to have their programs, the camps, the counseling sessions, things like that, um, because they can't meet in per person, obviously. But then in addition to that, their fundraisers that started like in the, in the spring with the galas and then the golf outings and the other events they typically have in the summer, those have all been canceled or indefinitely postponed. So they're trying to replace those with virtual fundraisers, um, but that's really not bringing in the same revenue for them. And then I guess just finally on the nonprofit side, uh, the donations have also been down because I think the donors are feeling a little bit uncertain about their own economic situation. So we're seeing reduced uh, giving from their donor bases. Absolutely, and yeah. you know, in full full disclosure, uh, Dugan and Lapaca is the is the accounting and, account and auditors for yeah. uh, NCTV. So we appreciate that um, very much. So and understand that, that our fellow not for profits are you know really you know working hard to get everything to to come together. Leo, what do you see on the business side from the pandemic? Yeah, currently what I'm seeing is when I'm looking at the, the second quarter of the year and working with the clients on their financials for that, I'm seeing about a 30% or more uh, decrease in revenue for every client. And it's interesting because when I'm looking at their financial statements and going over them with them, their payroll is about the same as last year. And thank goodness that's because of the payroll protection loans. So they were able to go get a payroll protection loan and keep the people um, on payroll, whether they were working from home, not, not able to work, or whether they could do you know, half, their, half their staff at the office. I'm also seeing that you, know, you see on TV about the restaurants, the retail, the, the hair salons that can't work, but distributors, manufacturers, contractors, uh, physicians, 
uh, physicians in particular, you know, they, the doctors are in the hospitals really working hard and still producing revenue, but they had to close their clinics. So they're looking at, at a reduction. But the, the, also the supply line, or the supply chain, mm -hmm. um, has pretty much come to a halt. So even a manufacturer is struggling to um, have the parts and things like that to produce what they're supposed to produce. So I'm, I'm seeing quite a reduction across the board. Right, that trickle-down effect is really big that we don't think about it. You mentioned the payroll protection plan, and, and so there's that was a, uh, one of the financial plans that was put out there. How have you ha helped your, your clients navigate that? Because I, I certainly know that not being a, you know, a, an accountant or any of that, we really needed accounting, accountants during this time. We needed help, we needed our banks, and we needed you guys. So tell me a little bit about how that all worked for you. Well, and then I'll let Leo take most of this, but, but you know, we've been spending a lot of time help well, initially helping them do the application for the PPP loans and then now going through the forgiveness process with them. And I, I can talk more about what else is out there, but Leo, what, what are you seeing? Yeah, it, to take you through a quick history of it, especially us, we, were just, we had just heard that our tax season was basically canceled and extended to July yeah. 15th. So those last two weeks of tax season, which are usually the most difficult, were gone. It was replaced by the PPP loans because mm -hmm. right around then the CARES Act was passed, the PPPs were introduced, uh, but it was just legislation. And so the, the banks were responsible for coming up with how we're going to implement it. The SBA was responsible for overseeing that. And then the clients wanted our help. And so what we were doing is making sure by interpreting the law, what they were eligible for, helping them calculate it, but then what does the bank want to see for support for the loan? And so we were, that was a big part of helping the client put together what they needed to give the bank to support getting the loan. And that's what we, we saw originally. Then once the clients received the loan, and again, that was near hysteria of, are we going to get a loan? Because they ran out of money within a few days. Uh, thank goodness they came up with a second funding. And now I think every, probably every business out there that uh, qualified has, has gotten a PPP loan. Now you need to spend it properly. You mm -hmm. need to follow the guidelines. And then with the goal, having it ultimately forgiven. Uh, because again, we just talked about everyone's revenue down. So to have to turn around and pay that back would put you right back to where you were. So we're helping clients now track the spending of it and then getting prepared to turn in their application for having forgiveness done. And the applications, um, one's like six, seven pages long, but there's also an easy form. <laughs> and a lot of clients of ours will qualify for the easy form and we can help them work through. There's like three questions uh, that it asks, and if you answer yes to any one of them, which has to do with whether you've reduced payroll or reduced headcount. And as long as you haven't done that, then you qualify for the easy program. There's, we're also seeing um, the, if you got the loan before June 15th, you qualified under the eight-week program. Mm -hmm. Many businesses struggled to spend the money within those eight weeks. They recently came out then with the 24-week program. What I want to make sure is clients aren't afraid to go to the 24-week program. So many people understand the eight-week and they're afraid of the 24-week, but that's really to our benefit to follow that, and we can help clients work through that. Well, I think, um, I think we've all always appreciated accounting and accounting services, but businesses now with that type of, you know, high level and need for accuracy and had to be right because otherwise you would get bumped. That's where I think you yeah. guys really showed up and were really helpful. And, and now the second half of that is, is to doing the forgiveness right because right. you don't want to mm -hmm. 
nobody wants to get in trouble for it. So. Right. And in not-for-profits, you often play a, a, a different role in the sense that lots of not-for-profits are teeny tiny, so the executive director exactly, might yeah. be the finance manager as well. And I can tell you most EDs are not financial financial managers. Yeah, and they come to us. I mean, you know, there's a little bit of hand-holding that goes mm -hmm. on there, especially with the smaller organizations, mm -hmm. which, which is great. And they give us a call, and since we're exposed to it and we, we work with it every day, we're able to help them out and glad to do it. So what are you seeing as we look forward into this? What do you think the, the, the next year is going to hold? And, and what roles are you guys going to play for your, your businesses? There's several scenarios or possibilities, but we're, we continue to work with our clients in terms of finding other alternative uh, funding if they need it. Um, there are programs out there like the EIDL loan from the SBA, which is still available. The PPP is still available for uh, another few days anyway. Um, there's grant programs in du DuPage County, for instance, the DuPage County Grant uh, Relief Program for small businesses, where you can get up to $15,000 as a small business, or $7,500 as an independent contractor. It's a fairly easy application pro process. You could have already gotten PPP money, so there's things like that that we, we try to get all of our clients at least aware of and help them get through so they have the best chance of surviving. That's awesome. I don't often yeah. think we think to turn to our, uh, our accountants or auditors for advice like that, but really that's really what you're there for. Um, Leo, what are you seeing? Yeah, so what I'm, what I'm, you know, Hugh just covered like what's out there and, mm -hmm. and available still, but the other thing is the business owner is sitting there going, how am I going to get through this next six months right. to a year? The PP money's been spent. Yes. Leo, yeah. do I need to lay off people? Do I need to go to a three or four day work week? And so what we're hoping to do with them is sit down with them and, and talk about where do you see your business in this new environment going in the next six months to a year to a year and a half? Where is it going to be? A lot of, a lot of businesses have already kind of converted some things and are, are not taking advantage of this but surviving because they found new ways to do business. And then where we come in is we sit down with them and say, now let's model this. And let's look at it financially. What's the cash flow requirements needed? What's let's do a budget and put it together. Assuming now you don't have a PPP loan, your revenue cons, you know consistently is going to be maybe indefinitely 30% less. Um, you know how do we how do we navigate this? All the all the people working from home now. Well, you just signed a five-year lease and you got this big space, and what are you going to do with it? So right. what does that look like? So it, we're we're working with the business owners on that. And if I've learned one thing, though, from this virus, it's how resilient people are, and in particular, business owners. So I see us getting through it. It's just taking the time to work through it. Well, I think also it, it, it's, you know, I see us getting through it, but it, I think it's taking advantage of partnerships and relationships you have with Dugan and Lapaka and, and your wisdom. I mean, just mm -hmm. listening and sitting here with you, I'm like, oh, I've got some thoughts now. So, and I think that's working together, and I think that's where you guys play a huge role with your, your clients and your businesses and your not-for-profits. Completely thank you for what you've done and how you've helped during this crisis. And we'll be right back with more Business Connection.
Welcome to Business Connection. I'm Liz Spencer. We have a fascinating guest in studio. Joining me today is Ganyu Dada of Kofa International. Tell me a little bit about who you are and Kofa International. Well, thank you so much. I am Ganyu Dada, a former banker from Nigeria, then went to University of Illinois, you know, degree in accounting in Kobo, you know, an IT specialist, an international trade specialist, using American export credit agency programs, you know, to develop Africa with U.S. money and U.S. technology to promote U.S. company in Africa. I, I think this is a, a fascinating topic. Um, tell me how, tell me about why we should be looking at Africa as Americans. Well, that is the, Africa has about 12 million square miles to develop, which is big enough to, to take in the whole North America, the whole India, the whole China, and many Europe, and the whole Europe. And it's a virgin land, relatively, mm -hmm. you know. It has everything but lacks capital and technology. And it has population. It has the market. Because we were colonized by Europeans in the past, and they kept us as market for European products. But today, the Chinese have taken the advantage to enter Africa in a big way. So the Americans should be there to, to take advantage if they want to become economic leader of the world. Because the China is trying to take the position from America. So, and the only way to do that is for them to go there and trade with Africans so that they can maintain their leadership. Otherwise, they will secede it to the Chinese. Right, so you are looking, so American manufacturers who are looking at Africa and think of it as, as that possible opportunity, can, you can help them with COFA International. That is what we do. That's what we've been doing for the past 20, 25 years. Actually, since I came to this country, but since we incorporated COFA International in 1998, we have been taking American companies to Africa. And those that cannot go to Africa, we take their products and services to Africa to go and introduce it to market access for American manufacturers. You know. so, but we want them to come with us, not just depend on us going there so that they can expand their market over there. And those that have gone with us to those places, they are very happy. They never lose their money. And the state of Illinois is spending so much money on us to taking us to trade mission to different African countries at least twice a year for the last 10 years. That's wonderful. How can Naperville and Illinois businesses benefit with, by looking at Africa? Well, it's a matter of education for them, just like we have about 64,000 Americans in China. We want them to look at Africa. Africa has low labor costs, mm -hmm. just like China. So 
and they need every technology that exists in the United States. And this is the central bank of the world. There's low cost capital here. So that, that is why we are teaching the Africans how to be credit worthy so that they can benefit from US credit to be able to trade with American manufacturers or American business people. Knowing fully that uh, United States is credit-based economy. So we don't do things on cash basis in most cases. So, so we are trying to educate Nipafi area, Chicago area, Illinois companies to, to, to focus, to look into Africa after COVID-19 so that they can go there, you know, and uh, increase their market share in Africa. Africans want them. They are the first people they want, the Americans, the American type of entrepreneurship, you know, but we don't see them. So, but those that have gone, with, gone to Africa with us, they are very happy. That's awesome. Well, we need to be looking at Africa because I think it's a wonderful next opportunity. It's time, to, it's time to do that. Tell me a little bit about the relationship between COFA and America's, America's for Africa organization. How does that work? Well, COFA has been going on for over 20 years now, promoting trade, which is business, mm -hmm. strictly business. But there are a lot of challenges in Africa. You know, I can't even call it a development economy. You know, it's a very young economy, relatively, mm -hmm. to the United States. So they have so many challenges. So for us to be able to help them, you know, so we created Americas for Africa, a 501 organization, you know, uh, to be able to donate, you know, use equipment, you know, for people to, and, you know, to develop the type of American entrepreneurship mm -hmm. until they be able to spend their money, particularly young schools, you know, young graduates and all kind of things, so that they can become entrepreneurs mm -hmm. and then be able to buy American products in future. You know, so the, the, what the, the relationship between COFA and America for Africa is because it's the same founder. Mm -hmm. One is used for business and one is used for philanthropy. Well, and they, but they go together. You need to develop the country yes. and, and get that entrepreneurial we, you need to, to get that entrepreneurial spirit that is alive in Africa, give it some skills so that um, it can seize what America wants it to. So tell me a little bit about what equipment do you need particularly now for America's for Africa? Well, as we are, our mission for America's for Africa has advocacy for good governance, has human development in the area of quality education and quality health delivery, R&D, you know, culture, and promotion of peace between, you know, among African tribes. Now, today, what we need, what we are begging, what we are appealing to Americans to do for us is to donate money to our organization so that we can provide PPE mm -hmm. to the doctors and nurses you know, that are working in Africa, who don't have enough. If you think of how is, we are coping with it in the United States, so you can imagine mm -hmm. where there are no resources, relatively. Right. You know, 
In addition to that, we're looking for Americans that want to help us in the quality of education to give us, you know, used laptops, you know, to donate to the, to the high school students, you know, or college students, so that we can give them uh, e-education e e from here. Mm -hmm. You know, connect them with the system here so that they can train them online on how to be a successful entrepreneur. So those are the things we are looking for, you know, from the Americans on the philanthropic side, you know. You are trying to change the world. That is the goal. I think that you will make it. You are determined, you're articulate, you have, a, I can just feel your passion for it. Thank you for dropping by and sharing, sharing what you're doing. We wish you a lot of success. I'm gonna keep my eye on you because I wanna see how you're doing. I'm sure, as always, you're gonna to continue to soar. So, thank you so much. Thank you so much. For giving all the opportunity. Yeah, well, I appreciate, I appreciate hearing from you. We'll be right back with more Business Connections. Stay tuned. If you're interested in a television appearance on Business Connection, as a way to reach out to your community or to gain exposure for your company, contact NCTV17 at info at nctv17.com. I'm Liz Spencer, and thank you for watching Business Connection.